Welcome to Storytime with Paul Dore. I can hear your voice over the hum. A short adrenaline shot of a podcast straight to the mind, heart, or sometimes the funny bone, wherever that is located. Today's episode, My Inner Voice is a Jackass. Usually the podcast delivers you a story on each episode, but the next few episodes will be a bit different and include some interviews around the topic of mental health. Season 4 of Storytime revolves around the release of my second novel, Dreams of Being a Kiwi. The story is about a person with mental health issues who travels across the world to find some peace. Previous episodes of this season include some audio excerpts from the novel. To purchase your paperback or ebook copy of Dreams of Being a Kiwi, visit pauldor.com for more information. I wanted to end this season of the podcast with this story because it kind of ties everything together. My book, Dreams of Being a Kiwi, is all about exploring and fighting with that inner voice we all have. The interviews I've been including with this season all have to do with mental health. I felt it was fitting to end on this story, one that I struggled with and worked at a long time before I felt ready to perform it in front of an audience. I take mental health very seriously, but that doesn't mean I couldn't have fun with it in this story. One of the reasons why it took so long to put together was because I wanted it to be funny, but not to make fun of the situation, and by extension, seeming to be making fun of other people in the process. I wanted to be honest about this inner voice of mine, this inner voice that can be a real jackass at times. I wanted people to laugh, not at me, but just be able to relax, lower their shoulders, and be able to perhaps even see something of themselves in my experience. Above all, it took me so long because, even after all these years of talking and writing about this stuff, I still feel a certain amount of shame or that this is a taboo subject and something we should keep to ourselves. My feeling is that we have been keeping this stuff to ourselves for too long. And what good has it done? Enough with the shame and the silence. Talk. Share. I want to hear your story. My story was recorded live at Stories We Don't Tell, and I deeply appreciated the welcome and acceptance of the audience. As you'll see at the end, I'm looking for peace, It is out there. Even though at times when the mind can be chaotic, we can find peace. So sit with me now in silence for a moment, and the story will follow. this old friend. Maybe uh, you have a friend like this too. I met this friend a long time ago when I was very young. We... (laughs) 
So about my friend again. Um, we connected on a variety of levels. Uh, as I got older, I changed, as we all do. Uh, my friend and I grew apart over the years, but we maintained a friendship based on time rather than substance. A shared history that had very little shared interests anymore. However, this friend held me to the person I was, and any growth, maturity, or change was met with resistance, resentment, and sometimes outright hostility. So now I am friends with someone that I really have nothing in common with, except we've known each other for many years. But this friend seems stuck. Uh, he's growing bitter by the day and has decided to consistently take it out on me. So for example, we met for a, few, uh, for a beer a few weeks ago. So my friend joined me at the bar and we exchanged some pleasantries about work and so on. And at some point, things took a turn as they always did. So I told my friend that this particular day would have been my father's 78th birthday. My friend's response was less than empathetic. He said, you're still moping about this, I see. Your dad died, so what? Everyone's dad dies at some point. It's amazing to me that you walk around like you're so put together and everything is so under control, when in reality, you don't deal with anything. Always pushing it down until it erupts over a completely innocuous situation. Great way to live. Keep it up. <laughs> after after more, some more of this, sprinkling in a tangent about how I think I'm better than him, top it all off with him calling me a garbage person, and it was finally time to go. The real problem is that this friend seems to show up everywhere, and he's always in a bitter mood. So let's say I send a text message to a good friend that reads, hey, what are you up to this weekend? Which is a simple declaration to a person that I like and would enjoy spending more time with. My bitter friend chimed in, can't you just feel them rolling their eyes when they see your name pop up on their phone? Why do you even bother? That person doesn't want to talk to you and certainly doesn't want to hang out with you, jackass. <laughs> A lot of back and forth would happen with me inevitably giving in to my bitter friend and agree that yes, my good friend wanted nothing to do with me. Until that good friend wrote back, I'd love to see you, want to come with me to this event? But my bitter friend still capped it off with, they're just being nice and hoping you don't go. So I go to the event with my good friend and I'm having a great time meeting new people. But my bitter friend has been talking nonstop and just wouldn't shut up. Why did you come here? You are such an asshole. None of these people like assholes. <laughs> Your friend told everyone about how much of an idiot you are and how he can't wait until you leave. Sometimes I'm able to ignore this bitter friend of mine and stick it out. Other times I just get frustrated and slip out the back. On the way home, my bitter friend did a postmortem of all the stupid things I said to people. 
So I recently completed a major work project and I sent all of the elements over to my clients. As soon as I hit send on the emails, my bitter friend said, congratulations on completing that project. Nice work, but they are going to hate it. Right now, they're trying to figure out how to gently tell you off. When I didn't receive a response by the end of the day, my bitter friend knew exactly what was going on. He said, they're wondering why they hired you. I can't wait to see all of the terrible things they're going to say about you and your work. They're going to ask you to return the money they paid you so far. Maybe they'll even sue you. <laughs> what a failure you are. Later that day, I did hear from my clients. They were just in transit and didn't have access to email. <laughs> when they got home, the very first thing they did was reviewed everything, and they loved it. I have officially retired from dating, or specifically online dating, just dating in general. <laughs> Back when I was actively going out and meeting people, my bitter friend was always there, which was weird. <laughs> I mean, talk about a third wheel. So I met someone I found interesting and charming, and we were getting together at a small cafe. So I'm me, obviously, and I was sitting here. The person I was meeting is over here, and my bitter friend was over here. And the conversation went something like this. So what kind of work do you do? I said, mainly production stuff. And he said, she's wondering why you don't grow up and get a real job. <laughs> and I ask, how about you? And she says, I work in a restaurant. And he says, see, a real job. <laughs> and I say, that must be intense. Sorry. He says, great comment, jackass. <laughs> and she says, it can be, but I do love it. And he says, she loves her job, and she really hates you. <laughs> and she says, what do you like to do for fun? And I say, I like to go to events, like live stuff and comedy and plays. And he says, plays, really? She can't wait to leave. She is so not interested in you. I've never seen a more bored person in my life. Asshole. <laughs> And so on, you get the point. And <laughs> as you can probably tell, I don't, I don't often get second dates. <laughs> so even coming here, as I was walking over, my bitter friend was telling me to turn around that what I had to say was not of any interest to anyone. He's actually here in the room with mm -hmm. us right now. And he just won't shut the hell up. Mm -hmm. So there's constantly two sets of narratives going on what I am experiencing out in the world, and the alternative facts that are going on internally. So in a way, I think it's kind of selfish. None of these people, at least I don't think, are thinking or talking about me in the way that this friend of mine describes. The only thing you can do against alternative facts is push back against them. At times, this can work. 
at most other times, it's so emotionally exhausting that I wonder sometimes if I've taken the wrong approach. Maybe I should just stop fighting. Maybe I should just give up. I'm looking for some calm and some peace, and I just wish for even 10 seconds, my mind would just sound like this. Thank you. And I don't think that's fair. Subscribe to Storytime with Paul Doerr and leave a comment on iTunes. Visit pauldoerr.com to read my blog, listen to the podcast archive, watch videos, and keep up to date on live events. The theme music is by singer-songwriter Arlene Pakulin. Check her out at arlenepakulin.com. Thank you for listening. I've got it so bad. I got it real.